You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. This is 9to5 Entertainment System episode 97. John's back from a tiny hiatus. What do we talk about, Scott? We talk about Mortal Combat. Partnership. Combat. Ham Sandwich. <laughs> Merry Christmas. And the Google Pilata. Hell's Gate. John. We talk about so many other things, but all of the things that you wrote down, there's like five things on this list, they're all wrestling, and they're all versions of wrestling. And then after that, we talk about Mortal Kombat. <laughs> That's it. I think we talk about Wing Commander and Tenchu also. Yeah, video games. Yay! <laughs> We didn't take a pen or a paper or nothing. Nope. You know, like none anyone, of it. Does anyone want to go get a pen and a paper? Why would you Why would you start it when we're I don't know. Ready? I figured that you guys had like taken care of it. I was like taking care of the camera. It's okay. This is going to be a single topic podcast. That's right. Really? We're yeah. just going to talk about one thing. What's that? Mortal Kombat. God damn it. All right. So, Scott, watch Mortal Kombat. Do you have anything super more pressing? <laughs> than Mortal Kombat? <laughs> Mortal Kombat, the movie no, from the 90s. I, I was going to talk about the new prime minister, but I really think that this trumps it. Didn't Is we really talk about the new prime minister? Yeah, we talked about the new yeah, prime minister. Yeah, you should have listened to the last episode, John. Okay, but there was there the was saying with the cabinet, we covered all of that. Yeah, I wasn't going to talk about that. Um, a lot of that stuff. Yes, t- two days ago, yep. I will have published a blog all about the female cabinet. Okay, um, don't care. Down that. What do you care about, John? So. The TPP and. Right now, the text is fully out. It's worse than everybody expected, or about as bad as everybody. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, everybody pretty much. All, ex- all the cynics really were expecting, expecting the fucking the worst, and that's what we got. And now um, Trudeau is in a position where he, basically, like he has the the prime ministry, and he has five years if he if he wants to to like redeem whatever like standings hit he's gonna take from backing the TPP, and so. It's like a test of his uh, authenticity, I guess, whether or not he's gonna gonna ratify it. Cause, wait, wasn't he one of the ones who allowed it to pass through part? To he the came he came out before like before being elected, saying like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna veto it yet because or I'm not gonna say that I'm gonna come out against it because I'm not I haven't read the document, so I can't I can't honestly say if I'm against it. But in general, I stand for free trade and blah blah blah. But yeah. like the TPP is not really about free trade; it's mostly about increasing. Like a, like corporate ability to bypass national specifically laws. American corporate ability too, right? Like they were saying, um, Jim Basili had mm-hmm. a big thing about it today, where he was talking about that the Jim Basili, the owner of former owner Blackberry. of Rim, okay. yeah, yeah, former owner of Rim. So like yeah. a guy that like I think knows sure a thing yeah. or two about like launching a Canadian product internationally that becomes like a fucking standard for a right. little while and everything. Like probably one of the bigger. Canadian products that I'm willing to bet the most successful, like export financially, yeah, like export, pro- yeah. like certainly, like in terms of like a Canadian developed technology and stuff. Anyway, possibly the only person in the world who hates the Maple Leafs more than us. <laughs> 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 anyway, yeah. yeah, he was saying that he was like it's designed to protect the like the American infrastructure and all that stuff, and he's right. like Canadian businesses in the long term will fucking suffer. suffer a ton, and he's like it's also super weird because it's a it's a treaty, not a law. Yeah. So they were like, there's no, 
um, like time limit on it, right? They're yeah. like, it's just until another treaty gets renegotiated. There's never like an expiry date on these agreements. There's never like in 20 years, if things are different, we need we need to reorganize. They're like, there isn't. Yeah. Like, it's just that'll be the way it is as soon as it passes. God damn, it's such bullshit. Super crazy. Anyway, the whole bit about he gets to like fix his his reputation if he decides to back it and like he could see it like i i'm assuming that there's huge kickbacks coming from the corporations who are invited to the thing to the politicians who are setting it up there's like, a couple I, of like super sketchy not super sketchy but like super weird like quotes or whatever like the trade minister mm-hmm. hasn't actually spoken for or against it but was like the only comment that she was made was it was negotiated by the conservative government like right. they were kind of like they need to review it and they need to see if it happens so yeah, know, I'm man. super sketched out about the whole thing. I think this is like the first, ma- to me anyway, it's like the first major, major test of Trudeau. Because if he signs this thing, it's second, all... Second major, major test after? of Trudeau. After using those weird black posters in the campaigns in Quebec. <laughs> that oddly worked. <laughs> the weird Time Magazine posters. Oh, yeah. Where none of the liberals, none of the, none of them had a shirt and tie except for Justin. Really? Yeah. No, yeah. like we're wearing turtlenecks we're all wearing or like open like... collar shirts. Yeah, exactly. The only one in a shirt and tie is the Trudeau. Yeah, exactly. So he's down for business. And they look Super freaking weird. weird. Anyway, this is boring like... as shit. Let's talk about fucking <laughs> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Why are we talking about Mortal Kombat? Marissa went shopping on Sunday, and after I put Archer down, you watch Mortal Kombat. Whenever you say that, I think of you like putting him down, killing a child. Like just like shh, no sleep, only dreams. He was in a lot of pain. Just always just now put him down. Your wife didn't comment on the comment that I made on Facebook about him being a ham. Yeah. Well, she's Jewish, and that would make him not kosher. So you were totally religious. Is Pac-Man always his preparation? Tags Archer as like what a ham, like hamming it up for the camera and stuff like that. And I was like, I fear for the safety of your baby. I fear you will eat him at Christmas time. Like a Christmas ham. She's Jewish. She doesn't eat ham. That's a bullshit lie. She First of all, she also celebrates Christmas. She, she celebrates Christmas, Christmas and she eats ham. You're dating a bad Jew. <laughs> Speaking of Christmas, uh-huh. Keith, on my way here, I walked by one of your neighbors who has all of their Christmas lights up on their balcony. That's crazy. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I took a closer look and through the curtains, eight foot Christmas tree wow. decorated and up. Nuts. Today's date is the 9th of November. November 1st, all the Halloween goods were out of the, the local metro, and it was all, like, Christmas wreaths and whatever. Like, and the other, that's the line. It's, who it's was, and now we know October who, 31st and November 1st. The, the funny part, someone posted about this on Facebook, where they were just sort of like, they're like, it seems way too early to get excited for, like, Christmas, mm-hmm. but then the next holiday to get excited for is, like, Remembrance Day, and you can't really get excited no. for Remembrance Day. Like, wee Remembrance Day is around the corner. You're like, Ugh, Pretty much you just awkward. give your change to a guy and get a poppy. I yeah. think that's the extent of celebration. That's the extent. Talking what's about weird, what's weird about Day. sorry, what's weird about that is in the states, is they have Thanksgiving. Like we're watching American TV, and they're all fucking playing Christmas commercials too. And I'm like, there's an actual other holiday in the middle yeah. for for America, Wait, right? They actually yeah. get the day off for it. They get a four day weekend for Thanksgiving, man. Whoa. Football, football uh, yeah. weekend. It's yeah, they get the Friday and the Monday, as far mm-hmm. as I know. Wow. Yeah. So thank you. Speaking of Remembrance speaking Day. Speaking of Remembrance Day. <laughs> uh. New Hardcore History Podcast is out. I didn't listen to it, despite the fact that you talked about it three times in the thread. Yeah. I don't know. What's it about? Hardcore History? Yes. Remember that podcast that you got yeah, he knows what, on? He knows what Hardcore History Jesus, is Jesus, what are you kidding me? <laughs> What's the one I missed? Uh, what, what is it about? It's about the fucking Battle at Thermopylae. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 the one where they fight in the shade? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Xerxes and Greeks and... Yep, and, and yep. 
the fall of Babylon and where Xerxes comes from. Mm-hmm. The hell's you know, it goes on for like four hours about it. Hell's so. Pass or something, what was it? Hell's Gate. Hell's Gate. Yep. Yeah. Also the finisher of The Undertaker. <laughs> One <laughs> of. One of his submission finisher, specifically his submission, submission fin- finisher, mm-hmm. which is a Google Palata, but... Then they were like, "Did you say Google Palata? Google Palata. What is that? Wh- it's when, when you have. It's like a Hell's Gate. You have when you anyone else. You have, you have, you have the left leg uh-huh. over to the guy, and then you have the right leg up into his throat, and then you're holding him down like this. It's uh-huh. actually, it's a legit like, it's an actual MMA. Uh huh. It's a wrestling move. Like screw the fuck out of the guys, but then they kept calling it the Google Palata when Undertaker kept doing it. Everyone's like, what the hell? And they're like, it's Undertaker. It's the Hell's Gate now. <laughs> <laughs> so they just gave it like. A special name for when the Undertaker does it, because when he when he started doing it, they were calling it the real name, and everyone's like, "Can't put that on a T-shirt!" Like, (laughs) (laughs) just like, what the shit is this? Yeah, yeah. Have you heard about Undertaker? It was good. Listen to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, it's a little all over the place, but uh, it's been fucking five months. I have have a question for you. How is he all over the place in like a super linear? battle where it's like there's a build oh because he goes back all the way to where the persian empire comes from uh, no one's really sure about you, that you you wouldn't like it's part it's part of why those four-hour super in-depth podcasts are really interesting even if he's talking about something in limited scope he like goes out of his way to give you the the like the situation the world is in so that the context kind of makes sense when yeah. he talks about it because like everybody knows okay whatever a jillion persians show up and there's like 300 like Greeks plus well, where a bunch did those of Persians come from. Yeah, plus a bunch back. of other guys. Yeah, yeah. Like what, yeah, exactly. Where did the Persians become like a empire a threat? A sudden yeah. giant ass empire that Pre- could like presumably also why only three hundred Spartans would decide to go and defend the place. I assume that's part of the yeah. the, the background context. That's no, it's because they were coming on their town. It's crazy. It's a little bit like yeah. the Huns one where he talks about the Russians. Yeah. for like for half hour. an hour. Yeah, the Huns. Mm-hmm. Like a Keith, teller? you should really listen to it. It's really interesting. Really, like, really yeah. good. Yeah, but like, like, I, there's a couple that are, are, are shorter and are single episode episodes. Like that uh, even are like an hour. The Spanish American one. The one, that, the one that was my favorite was um, Justified Insanity or something like that, oh, where he God. goes like he two hours. Firebomb. Why, why is the atomic bomb not the worst thing that happened in World War II, and why was it a legitimate decision? And he like talks about all the worst things that that yeah, went on yeah, in yeah. World War II. It's fucking so good. And then at the end, like. I, if I if if I was pressed with the question, I would say that the nuclear bomb was not the worst thing. It was totally logical and <laughs> fucking like it, given this given the context, I would advise to do the same thing again. Like you compared to the other options, you heard it here first, listener. <laughs> John would drop the bomb again. <laughs> given the same situation, yes. Anyway, have you heard about the Undertaker, Scott? I, I have heard about him. He is the living dead man. His cane, how cane is, is his How brother. is he not done? Can't, like, the last time I saw him fight, he could like, barely... He's incredibly close to yeah. being done, and okay. they're, they're really kind of banking this one as his, his final storyline. So the thing that happened, we've, all, we've talked about this on a bunch of podcasts, where he mm-hmm. lost to Rock Lesnar okay. at WrestleMania, and it was a big deal because yeah, he never yeah, lost Yeah, because he broke the sequence. Then yeah. he had a dubious win at SummerSlam this summer. Dubious. Because uh, there was a... Um, he was tapping out to Brock Lesnar's mm-hmm. armbar or something, but the ref didn't see it. Whoa! And then when the ref like so, but the the timekeeper rang the bell, mm-hmm. and then when the, when the ref was like, no, 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 like I didn't ask for the bell to ring. Undertaker gave a low blow to Brock Lesnar, nice. and then got the pin. Okay. Oh, no, then then made him pass out with the Hell's Gate actually. So he, so Brock Gate? actually for real is passed out. Well, you no, know, God, God damn it! <laughs> In kayfabe passed out. Uh, was hissing blood from his face though yeah. like tons then they put decided to have the blow off match at the undertaker's like 
signature pay-per-view, I suppose, Hell in a Cell. Mm -hmm. And then... You may remember the Hell in a Cell from the time The Undertaker threw Mick Foley right off the top of that thing. Yeah, through the table. In front of his children. Incredibly. Or the time where he powerbombed Mick Foley. I think that was the same match. (laughs) Yeah. He put him through the top of the cage into the ring. Absolutely. And then brought him Absolute accident. Yeah. Like, it was... the, The... Roof gave out and McFoley <laughs> just went down and he's like and there's like a scene. fifteen feet yeah <laughs> exactly and then threw him off the top of the cage which was like an eighteen foot well, drop well, into a table him, they gave him a test drop from the cage when it broke and he was like oh I guess Absurdity. this is all right absurdity yeah. anyway, anyway you okay I think so let's do it again <laughs> all okay. right yeah. well so, use a table to break your fall then so anyway so that's the off match in Hell in a Cell his teeth went through his face and his children were crying mm-hmm. yeah, good times tons of huge oh, blackouts of his memory good times so Brock and Undertaker. Went through, like, super graphic match. Both of them got busted open. They did chair shots to the head and stuff. Like, they were, like... I thought they were not allowed to do Zero fucks given Mm -hmm. from Rock Lesnar and Undertaker. Nice. (laughs) They're, like, they're both... Unfireable. They're both unfireable. They're both massive draws. You can build entire events around them by themselves. Sure. Like, they're just... They'll take the fines and whatever. And, like, like apparently... um, They won't take the fines. Yeah, yeah, they, they find Undertaker and Triple H. I think just to, like... Keep the precedent when mm-hmm, they when they yeah. when they did the tear shots. I mean, like they're probably just like whatever. They need to put the fine just so they like when, eno- they when another yeah, person yeah, complains or like course, whatever they got the fine too. Uh, Meltzer <laughs> was saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Who knows? Meltzer was saying that apparently, like during the match, gorilla gorilla position, which is like basically the uh, like the where the production is happening, like where the guys are like watching mm-hmm. if they want to change something in the match and the control room. Yeah, exactly. Named for Gorilla Monsoon, who like held the was a super famous wrestler who like held the position for a long time and stand there watching the matching possibly my favorite announcer Gro- and a great announcer Just the, I, I, the, the dude's name is for real gorilla monsoon was he was a pro wrestler when fucking in the great 60s is what that is <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, he's a big jewish looking guy that name had is a Wolverine treasure sideburns. Yeah, yeah. gorilla monsoon it's an amazing name <laughs> he's a he's like a six foot five like three hundred fifty pound sense jewish guy think about it yeah who had who had colossal giant sideburns colossal sideburns but was not in shape at all. He looked like King Kong Bundy with these <laughs> big sidebirds. Yeah. And then, as he got older, got involved behind the scenes and had these, like, grandpa aviator yeah. frame, mm-hmm. bifocals. Nice. Like, brown tint. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, the, the 70s brown tinted glasses that are yeah, just yeah. always a little tinted. Like Anyway, so apparently, Gorilla Position, like, the people there, which are basically like, the producers of the shows, including some of the top brass, are okay. all sitting there. Apparently, they were freaking out. But then after the match, we're like, good job, everybody. <laughs> and then, like, didn't say anything to, like, Brock or Taylor yeah. backstage. They were like, oh, fuck. Because I guess they need to, like, they're going to need to censor it for the show. Like, when yeah. they put it on, when they put the clips on to the website and when they put it on to television the next day and all that stuff. Like, there's mm-hmm. probably a bit of a pain in the ass. They, they ripped up the ring. They, like, they ripped up the tarp of the ring so they could do their moves onto, like, the wood. Like, they ripped up the Whoa. ring, built up the foam, and then, like, we're just smashing each other on the wood. Super fun. That's hilarious. Super great. But anyway, so Brock Lesnar wins. Yeah. So now he's like cemented as the top, top, top guy, right? Because he's right. beaten Take twice clean, and then Taker's only showing viewers. I'm showing him pictures. Gorilla, gorilla Monsoon. monsoon. Yeah. Those are all Gorilla Monsoon. Wow. <laughs> okay. So yeah, presumably now this puts like Brock Lesnar as like by far the biggest threat because he's beaten Taker clean twice. Right. And then. Uh, in Taker's only win, it was like a sketchy finish, right? Right. So then Bray Wyatt, who you might and remember, not only is Brock the biggest threat, Randy Orton's out with a dislocated shoulder. Yeah, John uh, Cena's out for personal time, and Seth Rollins just blew his knee out and is out for nine months. Yeah, Seth Rollins, who is the current champion. I do not. You do not. 
recall no. this character. But so go on. Bray Wyatt is a swamp wizard from Louisiana. <laughs> oh, I do now. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, the, wiz- the wizard. <laughs> yes, Gorilla Monsoon's the best. So there's two wizards. He's, like, he's like the king in yellow. There's an un- he really is like his he even like referred to Carcosa and stuff. In yeah, some yeah, of his I, get, I, I get he's it. The it's his best. It's his game. Yeah. So him and his fucking crew of like swamp hillbillies yep. show up and take like Undertaker's limp body away from the ring after it happens in like the super solemn poset- like procession. Uh-huh. And like then they're taking him beyond. They're taking space him whatever. And, time. Yep. and then he like talks some shit the next day, and Kane, who's Undertaker's brother, yep. shows up. Then they beat the shit out of Kane, then they like cart him away. Then the next season, next episode, he's like, "No, for real, I stole their souls." I have their powers. Then he summons lightning like Undertaker can do. Amazing. And then he like like does like the fist thing and like the fire shoots up like Kane. So he's literally like Shao Kahn, like <laughs> stolen magical powers from okay, okay. Kane and the Undertaker. So he stole their magic powers, but does that give him anything actually in the ring? I don't know. We, he hasn't wrestled since he started this campaign to steal their powers. We'll like, see if he gets knocked out and then sits up. Yeah. Well, what people are talking about is just, just for him to hit a tombstone or something. Like a tombstone. No, no. Old school. Yeah, it goes old school. Old school's the stupidest move. What's it's the where you, the, when a guy's up on the rope. He holds the other guy's hand. And then he holds the hand. Then he walks the guy along the rope for a little bit. And then he jumps down and punches on his head. But, the, but it's, it's important. It's super, super dumb. And involves like you. As in the days, I'm like, I'm hold my hand. I get up on the ropes. I walk along the ropes. And you're just like helping me along. Yeah. And then just jump down and punch you in the head. <laughs> and the move has no other name than going old school. Because he used to do it in the 90s. And right. I was like. Fucking suspension of disbelief was even bigger in the night. Oh 90s. my god, he's so high up there. Yeah, exactly. And then he's like, boom. Anyway, yeah. So yeah. Gorilla Monsoon used to sell it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like it was the, a big deal for Gorilla. What and the, the the feats of balance and whatever to like walk across the rope and stuff. He's like, but there's a dude helping him. <laughs> like his enemy is holding he, his hand. If he did it without his enemy helping him, then I'd be like, whoa, a fucking guy like a guy the size of Taker tight roping on the top rope. That'd be like. That's impressive. Almost like it's his job to be able to balance on the top of the rope. I don't know. It's like six ten. Yeah. Okay, so to puck and on a rope with a ton of sway, they're not taut. Well, right? if you if you take a job eating bees, you're gonna get your mouth stung. I don't know, man. <laughs> if you take a job walking across the rope, not holding another guy's hand, right. you're gonna fall. Well, it's not going old school. That's I, I think the, the only anyway. person who I've ever seen do any kind of tightrope walk across the rope is uh, Morrison. Morrison had one where he could do like boop boop and like one or two steps off it and then go flying. It's not a normal thing. Like I think mm-hmm. there's just too much sway and like and give on it. Like sure, if it was doable, I'm sure somebody like none of the Mexican luchador guys ever do anything like that. Nothing more than like the Morrison like a couple step step yeah. a couple steps and then like an extra jump or whatever. Hmm. Meh. Anyway, so yeah, the Swamp Wizard has stolen the, the fucking Lich King's That powers. is pretty cool, but this is still, like, pushing the, the realm of believability and storylines to the absolute that's, bottom. That's the best is, like, they're, like, talking about... Um, so Lucha Underground, which is, like, a Robert Rodriguez-produced wrestling show okay. where it's all luchadors, it's all masked luchadors, and they, like, do not give a fuck about reality. They're like, right. this guy's immortal, he's been around for a thousand years, there's, like, <laughs> a dragon that's underneath the temple where we wrestle. Right. And it's, like, <laughs> like tons of shit that's, like, just... Super over the top. Super, like, zero fucks given or whatever. Okay. And a lot of people kind of, like, like it and whatever. And then, like, I was reading a review... That's because it's produced. Yeah. A it, lot of the backstage stuff is, is, is written, like, bad television rather than 
kind of off the cuff wrestling. Yeah, well, that's the show, they, right? Like, like, they do it in a season, you know, like they put stuff together. They yeah, exactly. Kinda... Well, no, but it's like when you're watching Raw and they go backstage, it's like they, it's as though there's a news camera backstage and a guy comes in. Well, that's the gimmick to yeah. talk to whatever exactly. Yeah. And versus Lucha Underground, it's like multiple camera angles looking at each other, and you're like clearly recorded at another point in time. Right. And it's like it looks cut and edited together. Oh, it's like they make it way over the top. But I was reading this review and they were talking about the current storyline and they were like, wrestling has really tried to evolve away from that. At least WWE Mm -hmm. has been like more realistic opponents, more realistic moves, more realistic whatever. But they were like, and but just this whole Undertaker storyline, they're like fucking zero. Who cares? They're like it's a real fight and it's real names and blah 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 blah. But also there's a wizard, <laughs> and his brother has fire powers, and now the Swamp Wizard well, has stolen. And it's but, like, but those are still characters in the thing. Like now, if they kill the Swamp Wizard, all that wizardry shit is out of yeah, but or they out released of, into the ether. Yeah, but or they only whatever, but but it's lightning into like five but, other people. But they only then, introduced the Swamp Wizard two years ago. Like he's like a new like in the time in an era when it was like built around like reality. They yeah. decided to introduce the Swamp Wizard. Well, maybe they're, they're paying they respect a, to that being part of the storyline. They had so. a guy that could move slow motion in slow motion not too long ago. Yeah, it was Morrison. Yeah, <laughs> Morrison could move in slow motion. Of course, of course. <laughs> and he would go in slow motion, and the other guy would go in slow motion. So he could oh, make like so he, he could make like slow mo highlight reels. In a live, fight. live. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's the fucking best. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, but yeah, no. I just think, and I was like, and they were talking about they're like this might be because they're like it's definitely like pulling on the heartstrings of the kids who grew up watching wrestling who are mm-hmm. now like our age because we're like yeah, Undertaker's a wizard and there's a wizard stealing his powers. Like we were watching. They're gonna have a wizard duel. <laughs> we were fucking. God. If you want to Google the funniest fucking shit on the planet. um... Look up Hogan Dungeon of Doom Giant, like first appearance of the Giant. Do you have you seen this? Yeah, but it's not nearly as good as the Ultimate Warrior versus Papa Shango feud. No, but when <laughs> so first of all, it's like this weird. It's a bunch of rocks. Yes, we're gonna get to Ultimate Warrior and Papa Shango. It's a bunch of rocks, and this Hogan just like comes stumbling through, and he's like, "Where is this place? Where am I? How did I get here?" Yeah. There's water pouring. He puts his fingers to the water and goes, "Ah, it's not hot." And you're like. So what the fuck? Is like, we were just like, one take and fuck it. I was like, you just like, you went like, ah, and put your hands away, then said, it's not hot. And I was like, so you were expecting to put your fingers into boiling water? And then we're shocked when you didn't. And somehow forgot the word cold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. And then he's like, literally, uh, it's, um, oh, who the fuck is it? Who's the little guy, the taskmaster? You must know. Tugboat. Yes, real name. Kevin something? Whatever, the guy who played Tugboat. Yes, anyway. So, the Taskmaster is like, literally like Hulk Hogan, you are immortal. And he's like, Hulkamania makes me immortal and like whatever else. Of course. And then the giant breaks out of a fucking statue and is just sort of like, I am the one true immortal. And like, this was like the 90s. By by the giant. Okay, if it's the 90s, I assume you don't mean Andre the Giant. The Big Show. The The Big big Show, show. who is, at the time, was kayfabe Andre the Giant's child. Like, really? yeah, uh, they referred to him as the child of Andre the Giant. Fascinating. It was, uh, to me, a little a little off color. Especially since they both suffered from the same genetic disease. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, well, yeah. like gigantism. Yeah. Yeah. Like lethal gigantism. Yeah, where, yeah, yeah. Where Big Show had to have surgery on his pituitary to, like, yeah, stop it, stop I guess. it from yeah. crushing his brain. Yeah, huh. exactly. And it was, science hadn't advanced enough for Andre to make him 
like and get to live. But they're like, oh, yeah. it's his kid, and they both have this debilitating disease. Mm-hmm. Yes, but yeah, they're actually talking about like Hulk Hogan is immortal in this storyline, like he's a god or something. And then of course, yeah, under like. <laughs> Ultimate, Ultimate Warrior, Warrior fighting Papa Shango and Papa Shango. Papa Shango was basically the wrestler version of Baron Samity. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, I get, I get it. Top I feel like I've, I've also heard about. This? He's not around that much, though. No, no, no. He wasn't a very big wrestler. Like he came, the, he became the Godfather who used to come to the ring with his hose. Right. Yeah. After he s- summoned black oil. Yeah, exactly. In the middle of F- in the middle of uh, Ultimate Warrior cutting a promo, he just started like <laughs> bleeding black oil from beneath his headband yep. or something. And then also Papa Shango made him throw up a bunch. Yep. Like. <laughs> With his fucking voodoo magic, his warrior's like, like throwing up <laughs> and shit. And I, I remember as a kid, it was fucking terrifying to me. I well, was especially because like, warrior freaked out about everything. But then when he started throwing up, yeah. like, the level of his freaking out was insane. This is like, imagine watching the Ultimate Warrior, and like you're like, he's like, he's a crazy person. Well, screaming at the top of his lungs. I'm trying to think of normally. the right words to express just how much of a crazy person. I, I feel like he he takes like. The craziness that humanity is possible to, and, and then it's like elevates it. You know, oh, he's man. like not like a train. Did you see the wreck the, of the, insanity? His movie, his wrestling movie. That I saw. I saw the bit that the distra- where he stopped talking about how warrior. like I'm gonna make your plane crash yeah. with my <laughs> ultimate warrior. No, no, no. Whatever. He's gonna get like, into the no. Yeah. He is he gonna do the cockpit or should or is he trying to get Hogan to just kill himself in a plane? I don't remember the exact nature of the probe, but he's like I think he's like. While you're on your plane, like a better idea, just is, kill yourself. Is to yeah. just get in, like commandeer the plane, and crash it. Other than get into a match with me, <laughs> just kill yourself and everybody on the plane, yeah. so that you don't have to face me. Did anybody ever confirm what he was on? Did that, that ever happen? He was kind All of like that, even even in his older t- age. Yeah, even in his older, more sober periods. Mm-hmm. He, I think he's just a bit of a crazy person. He even changed his name to Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, no, it was legal, right? It was yeah. he's he's since passed. Yes, yes, yeah. His, which is super, super weird. He made Macho Man look like the normal guy. Wait, <laughs> how is that super weird that that guy is dead? No, but like he was on Raw like the day before, like into the ring, shaking the oh, ropes, yeah, yeah. walking around, talking, and then it was like, boom, a yeah. heart explosion. Like as I'm saying, it's just not not super weird given the fact that like wrestlers from that era who did a ton of drugs and steroids and whatever, like, yeah. their hearts explode. But it was just like it wasn't like a steady decline of health. It was like he was out and about WrestleMania weekend. Was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Was at WrestleMania. If you were gonna go, though, oh no, it's like perfect that, timing. Like, come on, you, you, like, cut, indu- cut. you got to see yourself be inducted into the Hall of Fame, and yeah, got exactly to- versus having it happen the next year. Whatever. Yeah, he got Randy to cut Savage. a super. Yeah, Randy Savage got to cut a super weird promo about like when a warrior fights his last fight and his heart beats his last <laughs> beat, and he is not remembered by the things and the people around him. He is remembered by the impact. Of his life, and like he just he cut this real he cut an entire promo about like dying. Sounds almost like a eulogy, yeah. And the then layer. died the next day, yeah. like super like I don't know. But Ultimate Warriors, all of his promos were kind of about dying. Like we talked about, they were about a lot. <laughs> I mean, about <laughs> a lot. It's of really things. hard to like pin that down to one yeah. subject. Yeah. So, Mortal Kombat. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I watched another another um, movie. Okay, uh, The Wrath of Grapes. The CBC biography uh-huh. of the later years in Don Cherry's life. Oh, okay. It was very, like, right from, it started right when he quit or Coaching. was fired from the Bruins. Yeah. Uh, his short stint coaching 
the Colorado Rockies. Okay. And then him kind of like looking for something to do and starting on Hockey Night in Canada. Hmm. And then exploding into the controversy for that. Right. While flashing back to his childhood and his playing junior hockey. Was he more controversial like when he started out? I'm trying to think. Like, I don't, I don't I have a lot of context. he was kind of always controversial. He was always, as a coach, he was always controversial. Right, as a, right, right. As a hockey, person in hockey. Like, the reason he was fired from the Bruins was, like, the, the general manager was, like, you can't keep saying stuff like that to the press. You can't yeah. just keep glorifying yourself. You're, you're saying stuff that's just inflammatory. Is, isn't that, like, literally the shot in as, as they're, like, doing the intro for his thing where he's, like, standing up on the bench and, like, like waving his arms at him. He's taking the bow while the like, entirety of Boston Gardens is booing his ass. Yeah, because yeah. he knows that it's... Well, because be, he was cheating the cheating the change and fucking got the too many men penalty and, and yeah. lost, the playoff, lost the playoff series to the Habs. Yeah. So, but still, oh, like, damn. imagine imagine the balls in that moment to get up onto that bench and be like, "Hey, Boston, yep, this is me." Fifteen thousand people, yeah, exactly. Fuck you, Boston. I don't know how fun, you how, how you could not respect the testicular fortitude <laughs> that it took to do that. You know, all of the people that they had playing characters that were in both um, Canada Russia seventy two. Mm-hmm. And the Don Cherry story were yeah. played by the same actors. That's cool. So huh. Harry Sinden was the same actor. Alan Eagleson was the same actor. That's kind of neat. It was kind of cool. Um, Continuity guy, in our hockey films. <laughs> well, it's all CBC. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, of course they are. There's an organization you know has their shit together. Man, though, it was like Don Cherry is the greatest person on earth. Yeah. Don Cherry is the greatest. It was three and a half hours of Don Cherry was so good. The only person that was better than Don was his late wife Rose. Huh? And and then yeah. you you love her and he's the best. Like that's what the message of the movie was. Right. Really crazy. Mm. Three hours. But was it Ultimate was Warrior? Two parts crazy? of like okay. two hours each with commercial breaks. That's a lot. And that's the second one. There was the there was a first one called Keep Your Head Up Kid, which was about him in the in the coaching era? Him as a player and a coach. Okay. Yeah. Did he did he take Benny's? <laughs> he sure was, did. Was it him taking bennies in the movie? No, come oh, on, man. come on, all, come on, McLean. All the kids are going to sleep. You exactly. know how it is. Yeah, we're going into triple overtime. All the kids <laughs> are me, going to let sleep. Let me tell you a story. Let me tell you. Uh, are you sure you want to do this, John? Uh, oh, okay. The guy, that, the guy that played Bon McLean, like that is what he. Are you sure you want to do this, John? Like yeah. that's his. It's <laughs> his go-to. That's yeah. his go-to. That's like that's his face. That's his expression. That was his audition film. Like <laughs> yeah. shocked. And like, oh, come on now, Don. Maybe we shouldn't. That that was what got him that role. <laughs> and so, Terry fucking with him a lot yeah, at the start. Oh, oh I'm sure. Well, because Ron's never fucking done anything. Right? It's, like, it's his whole gimmick. Get, gets awkward, stares at the camera, like, oh god, I can't believe I have to stand here. But it, but clearly, his job is just that's to his job. Yeah. Wrangle. <laughs> oh man, there's there's a lot of people telling Cherry like, this is it. You're fired. And he's like, mm-hmm. Okay, great. It was like, and then next year they brought in the new producer, and then this is the new person from the government running the CBC. <laughs> like, there was like five or six of them. They're all gone. I'm still here. <laughs> it's like again Gretzky. and again and again. <laughs> um, Ron Williams during the punch up in Pistony. Okay. This is the 1987 World Junior Championships. Okay. Canada's in line to win the gold medal. Russia's been eliminated from medal contention. Oof. Right. And in the 80s, that means that, like, it's Canada's going to win. Right. USA wasn't really a hockey power yet. Okay. Um, they are missing the color guy for the breaks. Right. They ask 
Scott's not being racist. This is a term for sports broadcaster. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> he said the color guy, not yeah. the colored guy. Uh, I knew what he was talking about. They asked ask Don to, to come our in. listeners, not everybody's sports fans. They're, right? like, they're like, hey, Don, can you come and do this one match? And Don's like, I don't want to do it. No one watches the World Juniors. It's the 80s. You know, TSN hasn't made it an event yet. Yeah. I don't want to do it. They're like, please, please, it'll be fun. He's like, okay. And he goes in. He does this one thing. The Russians jump the bench. They mob the five Canadians. The Canadian coach sends his guys in. It's a huge Ooh. fight. Yeah. The refs lose complete control of it. They can't stop the fight. And turn all eighteen-year-olds just fucking punching each other. Does Don Cherry jump on the ice? And mm-hmm. oh, no, he's he's in the broadcast okay, booth. Okay. Uh, they turn the lights off in the arena huh. and send everyone home and disqualify both teams for fighting. Nice. Wow. And and uh, Brian Williams is there saying, man, you know, this is a black mark on Canadian hockey. And Don Cherry's like, if you say black mark one more time, I will punch you. <laughs> and they cut to Don Cherry's wife going, I can't believe it happened. The one time Don is there. What? Why is this the one game? <laughs> oh. He's never going to never announce the World Juniors, whatever, but he's there and it's a giant fist fight. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the guy who's, who's calling it is like, this is an awful thing. And he's like, you have to fight. There's 18 guys against five. You have to send them off the bench. It's a black mark for Team Canada. If you say black mark one more time, I will choke you out on television. (laughs) I'm not joking. I will get (laughs) We are experiencing technical (laughs) damage. And and they just cut to to Rose Cherry sitting on the couch watching it going, why? (laughs) It would make such an excellent cut, though, from the producer (laughs) point of view, where they cut to the ice and there's like two teams railing on each other and they cut to the announcers and Jerry's trying to choke <laughs> out his, his co-host. Like, like a moment from The Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I recommend that. watching it. It was, it was yeah. a fun watch. Really slanted towards... Yeah. I don't know if Don I can Cherry take four them. hours of sycophancy about... Pro Don Cherry. Pro Don Cherry. Like, skip, it's all a the stuff about, skip all the flashbacks to him as a child. Yeah. That, yeah. It doesn't add anything to it. But, you know, speaking of flashbacks, I understand that in the film of Mortal Kombat, they flash back to the pre-tournament phase to give context to the characters in the tournament. Yeah, Luke, Luke Kang's little brother, older brother right. dies at Shao Kahn's does, does the context assist the storytelling vehicle of Mortal Kombat? <laughs> well, it really sets up Luke Kang to be the protagonist. Uh-huh. As uh, opposed to just a member of the protagonist gang? Yeah, with, with Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade. Mm-hmm. You... If you're paying close attention, you'll mm-hmm. know that while Johnny and, and Sonya are there to help, yeah. they're not going to be the ones in the last match. But they, didn't they get like summoned into the f- into the tournament by Raiden, kind of? Doesn't he like go and get them, sort of? No, they actually get tricked into it by Shao Kahn. Huh. Sonya ends up on a chase for uh, Kano, because mm-hmm. she's trying to arrest him. Right. And Kano sneaks but onto Kano's the boat. from the Outworld. What was he doing on Earth? He's oh, an Australian dreamster. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And Johnny... Shao Kahn poses as his old karate teacher mm-hmm. to say, like, there's this tournament. You can get your credibility back. Because uh, he's an actor. Because he's an actor right, right. who's actually a martial artist. So why like, are they trying to trick humanity into? Because then Shao Kahn wants to suck their, their souls down. They, they look delicious. But, like, their souls specifically? But I yeah. thought, because, like, the I best understood. in the world. He's not nervous. I understood that the Mortal Kombat, like. Mythos. Mythos had something about him wanting to invade Earth. Yes. The Outworlders could only open the portal to Earth completely if they won ten combats in a row. And Are we already at nine? nine? Oh, all right. This that's, is the last that's, one. That's so, but he, so he has to have, like, so, like, they're unwittingly representing Earth's interests, I yes. suppose. 
So that's why. So it is, it's not just like that he wants to suck their soul. He also needs to beat them in combat to open up the portal. Well, I mean, why does technically he... if they don't show up, he'd still beat the other people from Earth that he brought. But I think but he really just wants those three. Why would he bring shitty people? Yeah, I was like, why Earth? doesn't he bring the three yeah. of us? And he's like, Mortal Kombat! <laughs> we're like, yay! And Gordo just beats but, but then tears he... our arms off and beats us to death with them. <laughs> but then he wins the tournament right away and gets to invade Earth. And then he can eat everybody's soul. Oh, it's... It, it's because it's it's not Shao Kahn who's recruiting them. It's Shang Tsung. Oh, Shang Tsung is an Earth wizard representing the outworld. Okay, but he does like to swallow people's souls. I'll swallow your soul. Yeah, yeah. Cause Shang Tsung was the boss of the first game, and then yeah. it was Shao your Kahn soul. for future Your soul games. is mine. Right. Though Shao Kahn does show up at the end, laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he got because he's the boss of all the other games, basically. No, right. I thought it was Goro. No, 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 no. Goro's Goro's sub boss in the first one. Yeah. Goro is the sub boss. It's Goro okay. and Chang Tsung in the first one, and right. then it's uh, the the big matador guy. Then Chang Tsung again. Then Shao Kahn, and it's like young Chang Tsung because he's like he's eating enough souls, eating to, enough souls to like to take down his thing, and he wears like kind of like a leather hat as though he was in the Nation of Domination. Look up pictures of uh, Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat Two. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know what I'm talking about. Did you guys play that in the arcades? Were you like? Of the age to do that. I was of the age. Man, was there was a uh, Mortal Kombat booth at the uh, video store my family used to go rent movies at, and I like gave up all of my privileges on selecting films for like two years because I would just pump quarters into that machine every time it was movie night. Hmm? Fucking MK? love that thing. Yep. Yeah. Played the no, shit out I, of it. Uh, yeah, at arcades and whatever, Mortal Kombat, obviously, like it had the blood and it had the gore, and yeah. I like just got into it and was like, this is Ten never. comics, man. Never, ever, That's ever. way later. Yeah, that's way, way, no, way The first way, one, the X-Men one. That's still way later. Still, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, we're yeah. talking Mortal Kombat One, Mortal Kombat Two era, for sure. Yeah, that was I was in elementary school when that yeah. stuff came out. Capcom mm. X Men was. Let's check this. Let's Silent Scope. I played Silent Scope. Yeah, that's also, that was also, way, that's also way, way, way later. But that was a brilliant game, also. Right. Yeah, like the arcade next to. Remember Hooper used to call that thing Psycho Long Trainer. Trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Psycho Trainer. Psycho Trainer, <laughs> the video game. <laughs> just a sniper. So hold on, you do literally nothing other than snipe people in this video game, correct? And and every now and then you got to line up like three of them at once. Oh, yeah. I love, I love that game, oh. man. I played the <laughs> shit out of that thing. And I would even play it on the mode where you only look through the, the scope rather than, like, because you could eyeball it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there were parts where you had to, like, where you're in the Jeep. Yep. Gunning yeah, yeah, down, yeah, like, yeah. 50 people. So dumb. Why wouldn't they just give him a machine gun or something? A sniper rifle is not the correct weapon for that. Who? What? Why would they give what? The oh. guy in the back of the Jeep who's trying to shoot, like, 50 people. They and, give him a sniper gun. And, and like, an attack helicopter like, shows up, so he's just, like, no-scoping like, with a sniper rifle. Why don't I have rifle. a fucking rocket launcher? Right. Was it X-Men Children of the Atom? No. I think so. Is the first that might have been the that one. That might have the beat-em-up. That's the beat yeah, that's the, the beat-em-up where you could have, like, six people on the same two-monitor mm-hmm. set. That, one that was at really the same time cool. as Turtles in but Time. That's, that's, like, yeah, Turtles in Time style gaming. There's so many fucking... Games, you X Men games, yeah. yeah. Just X Men versus Capcom was the one. No, wait, no, that was way later. That X- was that was way later. X-Men. Yeah, Marvel versus Capcom was way, 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 way. Oh, later. This was the X Men one. It was specific. X Men only. X Men only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it, but it was still the like it was the. Um, it was the predecessor to yeah, the Marvel Yeah, exactly, but it still had the thing, like people flying in and out, and the bosses were Juggernaut, and Magneto, who then yeah. became playable characters in Marvel Capcom. Right. So oh, what's the apocalypse. debate here when they come out? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm sure that that thing is like late 90s, <sighs> whereas Mortal Kombat was early 90s. So X-Men versus Street Fighter was 96. Mm-hmm. So X-Men might have been earlier than that. It was. What? It was. It was earlier than that. Yeah, Marvel versus Capcom. 
Anyway, what, what you were you trying to talk about with the with Mortal that, Kombat? That, Just that you watched the movie? No, that, yeah, I watched the movie this weekend. And was it good? It was fun. Yeah. It did, except for the horrible CG for Reptile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because some of the CG was, was bad, like yep. uh, Scorpion's weird rope thing. But you're like, ah, it's this weird rope thing that yeah, comes it, out Yeah, it of was his like hand. a snake or something yeah. that like shot out of his palm as opposed and, to... And yeah. Sub-Zero's freezing stuff. You're like, ah, you know, whatever. Yeah. Remember, this was like 96. I remember at, at the, the time, it's the, not, the effects were really fucking good it's when It's not it came bad, out. but Reptile yeah. looks like a weird PlayStation 1 character running around on the screen. Right. You're just like, huh. I also okay. seem to recall Kitiara. Was it? Katana. Katana. Katana's fucking her like fighting skills of that actress were just like comically horrible like she would do kicks that were like incredibly slow mm. and just like even Sonya Blades the way yeah. that she beats Kano with that weird thigh lock yeah but that was one of her moves so X-Men was 95 Mortal Kombat was 92 okay three so years there's still three years different yeah. Yeah. yeah long enough for those machines to get run down God, yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, like Mortal Kombat was yeah. I was still in elementary, and the next man I was in, I was in high school. Yeah, like, yeah. still young in high school, but mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, and yeah, those and games were like you just can't use heavy punch anymore. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the block is shaky. People <laughs> were whatever. so nuts for those games, man. Yeah, like Mortal Kombat. I remember I had so much hype. Mortal Kombat. Then also was the Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct came out. Yeah, and everyone oh, was bad the chaining combos. Instinct. Yeah, I was good at that too. I never ever got into those games. Really, it was always you, you didn't even have to look at the screen for Killer Instinct. It was tap 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 in this order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, Once you okay, well that's true. If you're like at the like low level of doing combos, when you get to the higher level of doing combos, and you know your opponent also knows how to do combos and knows how to do the combo breakers, then you have to like mix up your combos because otherwise the guy can predict and counter easily. Like every character has a bunch of combos. That's like a 27 hit combo that'll like primarily use just like the heavy punch and the light punch, you know. And then you you cycle back and forth between those two. But it's extremely predictable. And combo breaker have to predict what attack button he's using. I got into this that. This is how level. you feel when we're talking about wrestling. Right? Yes. <laughs> Either way, man, the game was trash. <laughs> fucking Street Fighter was the best. But you guys actually played it. Street Fighter is not the best. There's fucking like seven of the twelve characters all have the same Compared fucking moveset. Compared to those two, games, all of the aerial shit. So... There's no aerial game because the fucking you do one hit and the guy falls down. There's it's no so aerial stupid. game in fucking Killer Instinct. There's no aerial game. Oh, in there's Kombat. a huge aerial game in Killer Instinct. Oh no, but it's juggling. It's not an aerial game. That's juggling. That's different. You knock the guy up into the air and then you keep him in the air. To me, that's not an aerial game. Like in so far, no, 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 no. But in 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 the in the mar- in the like Marvel versus Marvel versus Capcom, yeah. absolutely. There's yes. double jumping and blocking yes. in the air. Which Street I'm Fighter totally does. I'm saying those three. Like okay. when I was like Mortal Kombat, I was like, is kind of trash to me compared to Street Fighter. I'm not saying Street Fighter is yeah, like yeah, the yeah. best. Yeah. I'm saying Mortal Kombat and Killer Instinct. I was always like Street Fighter all the way. Then yes, obviously yeah. other Killer games Instinct had great finishers though yes yeah exactly it seemed to me even at a young age always seemed like way style over substance whatever like because even if you look at mortal kombat people played like fucking scorpion sub-zero Liu kang and nobody else that's not true yeah people were all over in that and people played a lot of things but if anybody who was good yeah. played those three people i don't know man those, those were like the easy ones to be good at there were other then people got good at them like reptile was really fucking, fucking amazing at them though yeah but reptile was unlockable though he true. was a. Uh, was a, meant to be a little bit of an OP character. Anyway, I, I like I these days going back and replaying these games, I can't believe how much longevity Street Fighter has for so many of the characters being essentially just fucking reskins of each other. I, I, it just like, <laughs> Are you defending my Mortal Kombat that, that when they get... actually used like at least in Street Fighter they look a little different. In Mortal Kombat they were like red scorpion guy, green scorpion okay, guy, blue but scorpion all of them guy. Had, all of them <laughs> had completely different movesets. Yeah, and that, that's they, what I'm getting at. They have different specials, but a lot of their movesets are pretty simple. Their base what? moves, some of them are very sim- similar. Uh, 
Yeah. Oh no, all the base moves in Mortal Kombat were similar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Overhand yeah, yeah, yeah. punch and Yeah, exactly. Like the the base set of moves in Mortal Kombat were all super but super similar. I actually don't think that that's crazy. Like the trip, the uppercut and the roundhouse kick are all the same across every character and they're all like staple parts of your of your kit. Oh, and I'm, then, I'm I'm with you on this. Yeah. Between Ken, Ryu, Akuma, uh, uh that guy with the ponytail, Dan, Dan. Dan. <laughs> okay, also the old guy uh in the new one. Yeah. There's uh, a girl. Yeah, Sakura. Yeah. Whatever. They all fucking have the same kid. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's so best. stupid. <laughs> the best. Down, but at down, least, forward, at least forward, with like punch. With, with Mortal Kombat, when you get into it, you know you're going to have those three abilities, and they're all right. incredibly useful, and they're all like, if you just pick up Kano, you've never picked him up before, you look at the thing, you know his super moves, and then you know his like primary abilities, you're fucking, you can play Kano. Mm. You don't have to, I don't know, whatever. I'd, Blaze Blue for life. Yeah, seriously though, Blaze Blue is way better <laughs> than all that other shit. Bla- Blaze Blue, I'm so happy that they seem to have like found enough of a niche to have like a success. Like they've had another, yeah. a bunch of releases. They keep every year they come out with another almost one. every year they come yeah. out with like I mean it's, I guess it's just like as because like their bread and butter is still like I, arcade. I, I, I kind of understand though how it doesn't catch on because it's so hard to sit down and just like pick up a character. You need to like spend a couple hours sorting out to learn yeah. a character. And yeah, then you pick up another character and like what you were saying like roundhouse kick uppercut and you're like nope, nope. fuck you, nothing <laughs> yeah. is the same. Uh, X Men, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. I love those. It's kind games. of in a good middle ground. Yeah. I love those. Two I games. found yeah. I found those to be too much going on. I love really? the characters being so different. Like if you're good with Spider Man or Cyclops or freaking Juggernaut, like they are different characters. As different as they are in Blaze Blue. <laughs> I don't think you get Blaze Blue without Marvel vs. Capcom. I don't think so either. I think yeah. it's definitely Marvel vs. Capcom is probably a building block to Blaze Blue. Sure. Like it's you get fucking Marvel versus Capcom. You get Mega Man versus the Hulk, and you're just like, what? Yeah. This, this is and Mega Man is like, like Mega Man one tenth the size of the Hulk on the screen. And that was the thing that I always loved about the uh, the Marvel and Capcom stuff was the sprite size. Sprite yeah. size was always that's like Juggernaut was the fucking Juggernaut. It also you know, did like a super good way, like uh, or it succeeded really well at making you like have the feeling of the character you're playing. Like Spider Man really like shot webs all over the place, flew back and around. forth all over the screen. It wasn't necessarily like as damagey as other guys, but was like hyper mobile. Juggernaut, mm-hmm. his like fierce punch is like three quarters of the screen that gets swiped at with his fist. <laughs> like it's so big, and you have to tap it twice if you're going to stop him. He can yeah. absorb a shot and still land his punch. Yeah. Because he's the juggernaut. Wonderful. Nothing games. stops the juggernaut. I'm the juggernaut, me, bitch. Don't me and you Greg Stroll name? played the games so fucking much. When we'd, when we'd go up to the arcade machine, we'd both call each other's pair. Because we would, we would like always get a fair match that way, and we'd always give each other, okay, like, I'm going to give you a really shitty character, but I'll also give you one that you're good at. And then we'd always like have good matches off that. It was fucking so much of that game. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I think you probably played more arcadey things than... Almost anyone I know. Like, really? There's like times in arcade. Oh man, I lived in that stupid Longeau. DDR. The DDR machine in there. Mm-hmm. Or that or that fucking End of the Century. What was the um Gauntlet. Gauntlet Legends. Where I beat it and it was like, You have spent seventy five dollars. Fuck what what was I thinking? Did you have like a little card or whatever it's gauntlet? No, you type in your code. Yeah, you have a password and a and a username and then and then it keeps your stats. The worst. I did that with WWE superstars. Really? They had uh, a username and password thing? No, it was a, it was a single going with my cousin. <laughs> we spent $18 each to win the tag team championships. Oh, my God, dude. It. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was the only time you ever saw the Million Dollar Man and the Honky Tonk Man become tag team champs. 
I was I had the exact opposite experience when I was bored and I would just like be like, I have some time to kill. Mm-hmm. I'll just play fucking Power Stone and my like fifty cents will be enough to absolutely an be hour and a half. Play <laughs> all the way through the game and if anyone wants to challenge me, I will one hundred percent murder them. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was the fucking best. <laughs> it wasn't the most popular arcade machine, but certainly some reason Andrew and I just put so much time into Power Stone yep. on the Dreamcast, and then just in the arcade they'd be like, "Bloop." And then games games that weren't shoot at the screen with a gun. The only two I ever beat, no, the only one I ever beat was uh, the wrestling game. <laughs> the wrestling game. I beat hmm. Revolution X, the Aerosmith. The Aerosmith <laughs> one where you throw CDs. Yeah, I beat no, that game. Aerosmith. They had a uh, lingerie. That arcade had a Halloween costume contest once, uh-huh. and no one showed up for it but me. And really? I, I won a thirty dollar. <laughs> bag of tokens that is amazing it's <laughs> <laughs> so silly though like everybody was in halloween costumes across the street i know like, I, yeah, like, exactly all that. they had to do was yeah. go to lunch or like at lunch or whatever that uh, blows my mind i beat silent scope and the time crisis games oh yeah time crisis. one and two of those uh, those were fun i love that game that mechanic of press the button step on the pedal to, to yeah. duck and, and reload oh, so I, smart shooters like there was a there was a thing on reddit the other day where they were talking about like video game logic and like terrible instances of video game logic and stuff. Okay. Like, and like one of them, like the most, the, the quickest one that when they thought of video, I thought of for sure was like in a stealth game where they're just sort of like, huh, where'd he go? Two minutes later. Mm. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> just like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure you guys hit the alarm. Physically saw fucking solid snake. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> the most terrifying spy in the world, in your base. Didn't see him for like thirty no, seconds. No, no. The best, the fucking best like, one. Take down red alert, you guys. He's probably gone. <laughs> Better than that is fucking Tenchu Stealth Assassin, yeah, where you yeah. throw you rice. throw the poisoned rice ball and it lands in the guard's hand and he's like, oh, I'm not gonna eat it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now to be fair, yeah, I would probably eat it <laughs> if if you're walking along, <laughs> you are ball. being paid to guard against ninja stealth assassins, and suddenly, whoop. A rice ball lands in your hand. Can't say no. <laughs> I really would. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah. comes flying out of the darkness directly into it's your my hand. Hands. Hmm. Okay. It's like, what I about feel a, like. At, <laughs> what about a butterfinger? Even more. <laughs> Even more. It's gone. The All next right. time I'm at a party with you, I'm gonna wait until it's really late in the <laughs> night. Throw candy, throw candy at you. Full of Dude. rat poison. Huh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Those, anyway, those guys don't rat die. Right? They just be drugs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just drug him up, make him yeah. go home, drop his baby. Right. Right. Whatever. Anyway, and one of them was... Oh, an I haven't op- thought about stealth assassins in a long time. I love that game. <laughs> I haven't thought about stealth assassins in a long time, but like, like the core concept? Call it no, and- Tenchu. Tenchu, that game. I love that <laughs> no. game. Andrew and I yeah, used to have fun. this thing where when we were playing wait, wait. the game... There was one part where you fight a bear, but you can... You absolutely the bear. fight a bear. No, you fight a bear. No, and then you could unlock it as a character. The bear no. is a playable yeah, bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between that and Tekken. No, 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 no. You I'm, can't unlock the bear. You, you can, can unlock the bear. I feel like you can bear. maybe hacksaw it and get the bear, like with fucking debug codes. You can also God, play Oni. Come out. You can also play Onikage with the fucking debug codes. Like you can control any oh, sprite I in the game. D- fuck, I remember. I played the shit. I grandmastered that entire game, man. Like. No, I remember playing as a bear. You might it be, was amazing because you might have been the debug really code. Something like, with the debug codes, you could play as every fucking sprite. Or, but you could like hide behind a tree and <laughs> this giant grizzly. <laughs> like, what? What go? was that over there? I don't know. Because <laughs> yeah. I remember, like I said, I remember the debug mode or whatever, and it was like kind of unplayable uh-huh. because I remember playing as Onikage because they didn't have jumps. I don't know what Onikage. Onikage is like the mid boss. Okay, basically, 
and but he can't jump. So there's parts in the game that like require jumping, and you're like, fuck, I just can't get through this game. Anyway, yeah. Stealth Assassins. Andrew and I used to have a thing where if ever a guard, because the guards only could say like three or four like pre-programmed thing, and okay. one of the things that they said was like, nice night. And we're like, if a guard said nice night, it was a death sentence. Because we're, like, <laughs> we're like, not anymore, asshole. Like, I was just running along this fucking rooftop. Nice night from, like, way in the corner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're like, nope. <laughs> this guy had to get fucking cocky about how his night was going. <laughs> I'm going to undo all of that. <laughs> all he had to do was shut up and fucking ninja rage wouldn't, like, rain Amazing. down from the heavens on him. Oh, uh, man. I did ninja rage. That was Hitman. The yeah. first Hitman game. That was... You walk around, you're sneaking, mm-hmm. you're dragging bodies and hiding them in washrooms and stuff. And then something goes south and you're like... And you're just like, I'm running through the hotel with a knife and no clothes. <laughs> yeah, but is it... When the question Screaming is, is it, at the top of my lungs. Un- no unlo- witnesses! I'm not doubting your ability that it happened. I'm saying, but was it unlockable through gameplay or was it just a debug code? This game came out in like 1994. It and was 20 years ago. Do you not have ago. an encyclopedic knowledge of it? Yeah. Yes, the bear's hilarious. Obviously, the guy's playing as a bear. hysterical. That looks fucking great. It's super bad, and it's a very poorly animated bear. Uh-huh. And then there was, oh, what's his name? The the fat guy, the fat magic guy who ate the stones and had it in his belly, and then you have to cut open the belly and get it on, and he's so creepy. What? Google. He's like, did not play. He's like I boss. know what you want. You want the stones, but they're safe inside my belly. And you're like, what is this? And then you kill the fat guy. And then you cut open what his belly. What was the other swordsman the game? Uh, you were thinking is it of the Bushido fifth Blade. One? Bushido Blade. I'm yeah, Bushido Blade. Bushido the one hit kill fighting game. Oh, man. That game was a Bushido ga- Blade drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> for when you absolutely <laughs> positively must black out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm an axe hammer. <laughs> it's <laughs> and, and we take a shot. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I played that, the shit out of that, that one. That also. one had the level with the bamboo trees. Yeah. Where every swipe yeah, knocked it's, down. It's, and you feel like the fucking ninja scroll when you were playing that. Oh, yeah. Have you ever gone back? Like, when you look, we just looked at the bear. Yeah. <laughs> like, the PlayStation, I think, PlayStation 1 has aged the worst out of any era the, of console. The reason is that it's between the 16-bit era where, like, you, you didn't expect some kind of visual fidelity. Like, you knew you'd have to look at the screen and sort of, like, make up what was going on in your head. Like, like think, like, Final Fantasy VI. I find that, like, way more playable than Final Fantasy VII because oh, yeah, it's just, absolutely. like, shitty, blocky rectangles mimicking a human form. Yeah, like, exactly. I, circle, circle, block. I, to this day, do not understand, for the same reason I don't understand why there aren't more people covering rap songs, mm-hmm. why they haven't remade... Just, just they're remaking. They're, doing seven. they're, make, they're remaking yeah. seven. Yeah, 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 but like shit, like Tenchu. Yeah, the story is written. Yeah, just fucking Tenchu reanimated. Went, Tenchu went south, man. Like all the like, I don't understand why, yeah, but, but, but like people love that first game. There's, yeah, but there's some great releases in the Tenchu world. Like I played the one on PS2. I played the one. There was I think there might have been one on PS3. There was a super cool mode. There was a mode on I think it was PS2. Might okay, have been but PS3. like if you were to like reanimate. But they the were, first one. But they don't need to. They yeah. made good other Tenchus that were never financially successful. Really? Why would they? Yeah, but, yeah. but it doesn't have that nostalgia factor, that ability to be like, oh, Will man, it still have the nostalgia factor if it doesn't look the same? I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> Did I'm you honestly just see asking. that bear? <laughs> I don't, that does not bother me in the slightest. Like I play, uh, I play almost like 50% okay, but, graphics-less games right. and 50% modern stuff. Like, Would it be so much easier just to not have to dust off your PS1 and find a non-scratched well, also, version of this yeah, game? Yeah. They also did it. They did it for Resident Evil. They remade Resident yep. Evil 1 from scratch like to prevent like... L- fucking 
spin around and press X to walk, <laughs> right? Like that. I was like, why? Like, have you gone? Have you? No. Do you remember that that was the mechanic? I didn't play it. Okay. Either way. Yeah. So you didn't walk around. Like you didn't use the D-pad to, to walk move. around in the game. You the D-pad spun your character in like a stationary circle, and then X was to make the guy go forward. It was like a like car. a race car game. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. It was like the, it was like to make the man move was like a car. Yeah. Like you had to, like you had like a gas button to make Why? him walk. Fucking Why who would knows? They do like, that? And I was like, I guess it was pre-analog stick, but I'm like, I feel like I could have figured it out with the D-pad. <laughs> like I understand that the analog stick would have been the like better way to go, but. A D-pad would have been way better than spin around and move. Yeah. Parasite Eve also plays like that, man. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they fix like Parasite Eve. I think has one or the other. Yeah. But I think they mimicked that control because they were like, "That's the control." I guess for that's it. how you do it. Yep. Yeah. We don't no, know what like, we're doing. Seriously, they've got these great games that are Why don't well they just written. Remake them? Why yeah. not just remake them? You don't, you don't have to really super develop stuff. You just need the animators. There was one of the tension sort of games figured though, out. Mm-hmm. that had a mode. It was a two-player co-op mode. It was only a couple levels, but was like it was designed that you needed to like do two-player like stealth co-op, where it was like like there was like a thing where you could like uh, like I flick yourself up and then like stab into the like the roof or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like someone would need to like go around, make a distraction on the other side. One guy would have to sneak up, go up into the roof. When the guy came back in, the other guy would drop down and kill him. Like Super tons cool. of setups yeah. like that, where it was like. One player would not be able to. I mean, if you're, you can always just it's a tension game. You can always just run in and kill yeah. everybody if you want to. But like to do it without being spotted, you'd have to like throw some rice in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throw some rice in there. Let the poison do the rest. Yeah, exactly. But to do it not being spotted, whatever, you actually needed to like keep splitting up and like one guy would make the distraction and then like keep moving around. Man, and, like, I would love to see like a like a six or seven player online game that is all like you have to work together as a team and and it's like mission mission impossible maybe like yeah, yeah, yeah. you'd like have a guy playing the hacker character a guy playing the bruiser character and then in a map there would be like 17 different angles of attack on whatever the objective yeah, yeah, yeah. is depending on your team comp the that level would be design super would be so cool. fucking intense it would never be worth it like you'd, you'd spend like a year putting together a level that people would play through in seven minutes but yeah, exactly but rainbow, it would be amazing you know rainbow six comes close to that yeah Some it's, of those all, it's all pretty shooty levels. though like yeah yeah, but stealthy. it's like shoot, and if you have if you do something somewhere, the guards come running somewhere. So if you line up your guys in the right spot, yeah. or mm-hmm. there's missions where like trucks are driving by, and you have to like blow up the convoy. And mm-hmm. if you leave your guys in the right spot, how many players is it? Four. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think do, you can you can like play it by too. yourself, and you yeah. have to program the the three other bots, which is a little time consuming. But mm-hmm. if you have other players. Parts of Payday, I think, might be like that. I don't know for sure, but I feel that that's like one of the things that Payday has going on. Right. Anyway, uh, so the video so. game logic, uh-huh. to just tie this together as we're coming to the close of the hour. Video uh-huh. game logic, Maniac from Wing Commander. No. <laughs> what back here. Was, no, no, no. In every shooter game, like first-person shooter game, especially in the arcades, civilians just standing up right in fucking front of you being like, ah! <laughs> oh, what was that? And the the <laughs> Aerosmith <laughs> game is terrible for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bikini Police. girls. Woo! Do you remember Police Squad? Uh-huh. It was like before Time Crisis. It was that kind of thing where you had to like the red gun and the blue gun and you had to yeah. shoot off the screen yep. to reload. Yep. That one had all kinds of panic. They all civilians. had that. Fucking like, Area 51 yeah, had yeah. that. Fucking Go virtual, even further back. Hogan's Alley or whatever for the NES is full of shit like yeah. that. There's it's, all stupid people popping yeah, exactly. up in the middle the of your rampage. Civilians are just like, woo! Just, just. God, I like, in the middle, lives I was like, those video games have saved in shootouts. <laughs> <laughs> like people getting used to thinking before pulling the trigger. <laughs> like in the seventies, was that yeah. like a big issue? <laughs> like, 
police everyone down. Oh Gunfire. <laughs> police. What's yeah. going on over but here? Like, like, it's always it's even crazier. Save me, officer. Bang. Uh. Yeah. But you're like, I met, like, there's these two officers fucking, like, mowing through bad guys, yeah. fucking, like, whatever, and there's, like, a ton of guns on the other side. You're in the middle. You're just like, let's sprint from around the corner. Stand up and run to save me. <laughs> Boom. And you're like, shit, I shot that woman. And I, re- I regret this decision immediately. <laughs> 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 fucking, that's, like, way up there with, like, super dumb video game logic and it's such a fucking staple of the genre like it's i i imagine it's like toned down a little bit did you see i know you probably didn't andrew mclean posted a thing we're talking about like protection missions and shit Mm -hmm. oh god thankfully thankfully in last of us ellie's not invincible she but, is kind of, but she is kind of yeah. like there, he, he was playing at the HD, HD HD remaster, and Joel is there, and he's like, "See that tripwire? Duck low, Ellie, then follow me." And fucking AI Ellie just walks right in and like, boom, and explodes. Yeah. But Ellie doesn't die. And he's like, "They decided to make fucking like, like event triggered dialogue for you going under the tripwire, but you're like, your AI didn't, I guess, like get the I, fucking I memo." I feel like that's a bit of a glitch because I. I I seem to recall going through that, and, and she actually ducking. sneaks by it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's what I'm saying it must be a glitch, but like yeah. you gotta put that oh. shit in like hard coded because you're just Col- like College Humor has a live action video of GoldenEye Protection Missions. GoldenEye Protection Missions are the uh, fucking dumbest. It's amazing. There are a lot of old games like that where the escort oh, no, missions are apocalyptic. College bad. Humor has a live action version with yeah, the actors. Yeah, super funny. Acting it out, yelling at each other. <laughs> yeah. What great. the hell are you doing, Zenya? Yeah. <laughs> I feel they kind of like Ellie's more or less invincible. Like yeah. she hides pretty. good. I think she might even be invincible. And also, when she runs around corners and shit, she doesn't break your stealth and trigger enemies. So like you get into some situations where she's like obviously seen by a bunch of clickers, and you're like, okay, I guess the game just ignores that, and we get yeah. to keep playing, which is kind of the right decision. Yeah, for well, the they game. did the same thing in Infinite too, right? Bioshock Infinite was exactly yeah, the same. Yeah, where yeah. You're just sort of like Elizabeth's around. She like just kind of does her own thing. Just kind of runs around and does whatever. It's, it's pretty great because she also like she can loot bodies and stuff. Yep. Yeah. And you're no, like, hooray, no, no. and it just throws you some stuff. You're like, thanks for the ammo. Wing Commander 1 and 2. All right, this is a milk run. You're just going to be escorting a cargo ship. Uh, I'm going to choose a Smacky and Maniac. Fuck! Maniac <laughs> 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 flying around <laughs> shooting at everything. Maniac, get back here. No way, I'm going for the kills. But we're escorting a cargo ship. Uh-huh. Fuck! <laughs> Every time it's an escort <laughs> mission. Fucking Maniac. Whatever, man. It's because you were like the head of the fucking squadron. You yeah, like, but who cares? You Put me with Iceman. No, you gotta, you gotta like... Or what was the French chick? She was awesome. Angel. Angel, yeah. Either way, though, her. you gotta like... They're hoping that you become a good influence on Maniac. That's why you get paired with him on the like... No, I'm the crazy one who flies off to get all the kills. <laughs> you know, Wing Commander did a really good job of making those people have character. Like, Iceman really was Iceman when he went out in the fucking... Yep. When you were out in space, and Maniac really did, like... Like, I seem to recall him actually shooting when there were no enemies on the screen. Because <laughs> <laughs> fucking Maniac. <laughs> yeah. I think that's as good a place as any to call it, you guys. Isn't it, though? The 9 to 5 entertainment system. Dude, as we inch ever closer to 100. <laughs>